0: Hi everyone, it's a
1: daily 10-minute business and finance news wrap for this Friday, the 11th of November 2022. Later we go through the stamp duty changes in New South Wales for first home buyers, but first to the Australian share market because the S&P asx 200 surged 2.8% today, up to a five-month high, 7,158. It comes as US inflation came in softer at an annual rate of 7.7%. For more, I spoke earlier with James Rosenberg. He is from Audminet. James, the market really boomed following the US inflation report overnight, coming in softer than expected. But in terms of that inflation result, 7.7% annually in the US, has inflation there peaked?
0: No, I don't think it's peaked, Ricardo, but certainly the pressure, the rate of pressure has eased. And uh, the print, which was uh, 0.3% for, a month, for the month was a big beat of uh, half a percent expectations. And a lot of the pressures on inflation that have been claimed to be transitory have appeared to be exactly that transitory. So things like um, airlines uh, come down 1.1% over over the month, furniture, uh, about 1.2%, and used cars down 2.4%, just to name a few. So there is a lot of um, the strength in uh, inflationary pressures has eased, but it hasn't gone away. We've still got a US government that are very, very big spenders and um, that's sort of uh, undoing a little bit of the Fed's work. Uh, there's still a, a huge, um, very tight labour market in the US and that's going to continue to put pressure on inflation. So the, we'll probably see the increases uh, slow but we will see more than likely more rate rises really until the labour market settles down. And sadly, that's either going to mean lower wages growth or higher unemployment. Um, It's very much a binary case. You either have that on one hand or inflation on the other.
1: Okay. So as you mentioned, we we will still see interest rates rise in the US, but perhaps at a slower pace now. Um, Markets globally have surged as a result. Same here locally. We've had the best day in in quite some time. So what does it mean for shares locally? Is it up from here now since we've seen this change of sentiment or do you think we've still yet to see a bottom?
0: I think we've probably seen the bottom unless something happens out of left field that we don't know, but we mightn't see these incredibly strong days, too many of them. We still have inflationary pressure in Australia. It is a lot less than it is in the US. It has been less... Uh, um, for a number of reasons and and continues to be. But there still is some inflationary pressure in Australia. Um, Interestingly, some of those uh, transitory things that I was talking about earlier will probably be a little bit of a lag in Australia. So we might still have a little bit of good news to come in in that front. I think probably the US uh, is probably the first to get the the price cuts for, for, for many things um, but some of those pressures, um, shipping costs have come off enormously, having spiked hugely. A lot of those sort of supply chain bottlenecks that a lot of companies were uh, complaining about in the last reporting season and and, and the one previous. Um, so, yeah, I think Australia is a lot better positioned than the US, but um, still are a few challenges uh, around on the inflation front. Um Continue pressure on the Reserve Bank, but again, a a, a lessening of that pressure.
1: The other interesting thing today, apart from the markets booming, the equity markets, we saw the Australian dollar surge to US cents in the space of a few moments following that release. Um, What now for our
0: currency? Ricardo, I have to say I have absolutely no idea. And I'm not a currency expert and I've, I've never seen a currency expert who can Uh, accurately predicted over the long term. A lot of them get it right over the short term, of course. Um, There's so many things that go into it. There's politics, there's interest rates, there's commodity prices. There's so many factors. And I think um, currencies are probably one of the hardest things to predict. I'm going to stick with the trade-weighted index, which really hasn't moved a lot over the last 12 months. Uh, I'm going to stick my neck out and say that that will continue to be relatively flat and, therefore, Around these sort of levels for the currency, maybe a couple of cents higher, a couple of cents lower, but not significant moves like the extraordinary one that you mentioned.
1: Okay. Uh, Let's go back to the equity markets. Where did we see the gains today and why?
0: So extraordinary gains across the whole market. There was uh, really pretty difficult to find any stock that was down. A couple of the coal stocks, uh, computer share, A couple of them were down, but really very strong across the board. BHP alone accounted for about 24 points. The big four banks plus uh, Macquarie, about 32 points. Uh, Macquarie itself has surged over 5%, which is extraordinary for a $70 billion company. Um, When you see a company under the sort of pressure that Medibank is under, rising 2%, you know it's been a pretty solid day across the board.
1: That is James Rosenberg there from Aude Minette. Now, in New South Wales, from tomorrow, first home buyers will have the option to pay a large upfront stamp duty or a smaller annual land tax when they buy property. It's a move the state government says will significantly reduce upfront costs. So property tax will be calculated at $400 plus 0.3% of land value. You'll have to pay that every year instead of the upfront stamp duty, if that's what you choose. So for more, I spoke earlier with property expert Lloyd Edge. Lloyd, can you maybe explain just briefly how this new New South Wales First Home Buyer's Choice um, scheme will work?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So at the moment, uh, buyers have to actually pay a full stamp duty on property, which is essentially around about 4% of a property's value. Now, with the new scheme... Uh, you actually get to pay a land tax each year rather than paying the full amount up front. Uh, And essentially that's uh, calculated on about $400 plus 0.3% of the land value of the property. So it's a lot cheaper to get into property because you're not paying the full uh, stamp duty up front.
1: So how do you work out which option is right for you? And for the new scheme, who does it benefit the most?
2: So in terms of working out, uh, which one to go with, you really need to think about how long you're going to keep the property for. So if you plan to live in the property for say 15 years, then this new scheme probably won't work because you'll end up paying yearly tax, which will be a lot more than maybe the original uh, stamp duty would have actually been. Uh, but because this is actually aimed for first home buyers, And they usually buy property and keep it for just a few years and then upgrade to something larger. Uh, You know, like when they have uh, kids, for example, and they need something a little bit larger, maybe move to a more preferred suburb, that might be, uh, you know, three or four years. So if you do it that way, that's your plan, then paying the yearly land tax will work out a lot cheaper than full stamp duty. So you really need to think about what your goals are with that first home that you're buying.
1: Okay, so this is only for New South Wales. Do you know if there are other similar schemes around the country?
2: Uh, Not at this stage. Every state does have uh, schemes to help out first home buyers. New South Wales is leading the way. However, uh, I do think that the other states are going to watch to see how this works and they may follow a path to see how it goes.
1: And finally, what do you think this will mean for property prices?
2: So at this stage, uh, what it probably does mean is that Uh, There'll be less people trying to get into that really low bracket of $650,000 and under purchase price so they can save on stamp duty. So it might actually push up the demand for property prices higher than that because we do have this scheme which goes up to $1.5 So that can make more demand, uh, more buyers into that higher market. However, I do think the bigger picture is actually interest rates and inflation and the cost of living. That's really where uh, the the impact on property markets actually are. So I don't think this scheme by itself is going to make a huge difference in the overall uh, prices of property, uh, but it will contribute a little bit to uh, certainly getting uh, you know first home buyers into something and maybe into something a little bit more preferable.
1: Lloyd Edge there, property expert. And very quickly, the consumer watchdog is calling for new laws to stop scams and rein in anti-competitive behaviour online. It's seeking minimum standards to be adopted across digital platforms to protect consumers and small businesses from things like scams, harmful apps from being downloaded and fake reviews. I spoke earlier with the chairperson, Gina Cass Gottlieb, and she also expressed concerns about Twitter's recent changes.
0: Firstly, Twitter is a well-deployed service here in Australia. People are communicating on it manifestly. With the recent uh, reduction and removal of the uh, staff, we have no one to communicate here in um, Australia. So the people who we have previously engaged with as we're doing reports, as we're gathering information to report to government, are, uh, are probably being retrenched and are uncontactable. So we do not have an in-Australia presence to be able to speak with.
1: HBC Chairperson there, Gina cass
0: This SBS On The Money podcast is provided for informational purposes only. The content on this podcast should not be understood as constituting advice or a recommendation.